Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She, of course, is on every Monday. Cray News with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? I would be better, Joe. I'm a little bit worried about the country right now. A little bit worried about what this summer is going to be like. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think there's a reason to worry. And, and let me say it this way. I saw the video out of Chicago, saw the videos out of L.A. I see people walking and stealing stuff and nobody even tries to stop them anymore in stores. And nothing, literally nothing is being done about it. You even said that over the weekend in a in a very small area, uh, it's not L.A. or New York or Chicago, certainly near Raleigh, um, somebody shooting shotgun shells into a building. I mean, what is going on, Kay? I have no idea, Joe. And yeah, I was out last night in uh, on this one street. It's Glenwood. It's one of the most popular streets for young people in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's sort of like what I would call back in Europe, like the student strip, where like pretty much every building is some sort of bar, restaurant or club. And there's a really great steakhouse down there. So John and I went out and the steakhouse itself is actually in the basement. Uh, So we didn't hear anything. But as we walked out of the restaurant at probably about 8 p.m., give or take, uh, maybe a little bit earlier, there were probably the better part of like 25 squad cars. There was uh, the feds were there, CCBI, you name it. Um, basically, what had happened was, from what I got from talking to people, because obviously, like, you know, I'm not a journalist, but sort of like news brain kicked in. And I was, well, maybe it wasn't even news brain. Maybe it was, I lived in California, and this reminds me of that brain. Yeah, right. And so I sort of asked, like, a few people what had been going on. And apparently, this guy pushed a woman down a flight of uh, outside steps. So there's about six of them. Um, a bunch of dudes, because there's some, like, pretty great men out here uh in the south a bunch of dudes got together and sort of like tracked this guy down and i think they i think they laid him out uh i'm not violence but in that context i'm like yeah this guy's a a turd of course he deserves this a turd um a turd yes and then he sort of this guy i saw the this is what i saw video of this guy faked being beat like you know badly beaten so lying on the floor like oh yeah i'm good i'm good jumped to his feet i took one look at it and i was like that's like that's pcp right there that's not no sober person can move like that jumped to his feet sucker punched a kid um and then the next thing i heard i actually had to read it online um got a rifle and shot like nine rounds into a building wow so this is like i let 
Joe, how long have we been talking about this together? Long time, like, couple since years. I yeah. yeah, since I literally still lived in California. That's right. when we met. I was still living there. And I left to avoid this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now it's in a pretty purple state, let's be honest. You know, Raleigh is a purple city. I would say that North Carolina in general is pretty red, but there are a few like outliers, like a little bit like Asheville, which is also a crap hole. Yeah. Why anyone would want to go to Asheville is beyond me. Everyone's like, oh, the cabin's so pretty. You're not in Asheville if you're in a cabin. If you go to Asheville, you're basically on skid row at this point. And then you've got Charlotte, which is kind of lame anyway, as cities goes compared to Raleigh, but like Charlotte's still fine. Um, But still, it's the same sort of issue where these progressive policies, these leftist policies just decided that we're not going to we're not going to please people anymore. In fact, we're going to make it even harder to please people. Like I, I have a story that I'm working on right now. Joe, it took me two hours to get on with the FBI because I was made aware and was sent evidence essentially of a crime and no one has gotten back to me yet. And I'm just sitting here like, I have enough for you to go and get a warrant. You should go get that and execute on this. And this is like an international crime that I'm talking about now. Haven't yet a peep from the FBI. And so we, we, you have a normalized process within democratic politics of essentially removing all of the rights of the people who decide like people don't get like signed up to become cops like people choose to become police officers they choose to enter law enforcement and when they're not allowed to do their job they and everyone around them suffer and now it is coming to every single city this is what i prayed would not happen this is the reason i got back into news media was so i could say please don't let america become california and it's it's happening and i'm well, I, it looks I'm, like I'm it is well i'll say this when it happens in north carolina like you said 25 police cars are out there and there is a response let's go to compton california where like uh, 500 people all broke into a convenience store, robbed the place of everything that was inside, and you saw no police presence. I don't even think anybody was arrested. I'll be honest with you. They broke the windows and vandalized and, and stole everything, and they're laughing for the camera. They're all videoing it like it's great, and they're all posting it like it's great. Um, same thing in, the, in Chicago. You've got a 1,000 people, mainly young black Americans, walking through the street, breaking into, into cars, ripping cars apart, beating a woman up because she was a white woman walking into her own place. I mean, I, I posted about this earlier. And, and if you look at those places, they're run by these DAs that are Soros-funded. They're run by police departments that know that they're to be defunded if they dare do anything in a reaction to people who are other than white. Um, you've got, you've got, you know, in Chicago, the same thing. The incoming Chicago mayor was asked about this. Hey, dude, thousand people in the street, mayhem everywhere, chaos everywhere. And his response was, I don't condone the violence, but you have to understand that these people need safe places and we're not given the same opportunities as everybody else. What? Yes, they were. What? Yes, they were. Oh my God. These people had more opportunities than me. Do you see me going out and robbing places just for like fun? Do you see me going out and looting and rioting just for like fun? It's disgusting, Joe. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're, it's going to hell in a handbasket, but only in these very blue cities and in these cities where they're trying to make excuses for why people act badly instead of locking them up. You know, locking them up, sending them to a program, a halfway house, anything, juvenile detention, that will teach them a lesson that you don't want to do these things because this will be the result if I do those things. We're just not doing that anymore, and they always seem to lean, whether it's Lori Lightfoot or this new idiot coming into Chicago, whether it's Alvin Bragg or the idiot, you know, out in L.A., it doesn't matter. 
they always make the excuse that, well, this is because of, in Chicago, they're saying structural racism, which I hadn't heard of before, or systemic racism, which it's not. The fact is, you've got broken households, broken families, where people aren't growing up with a, a dominant male in their lives, and they're doing anything they want when they get older. And if the dominant male isn't the, the DA or isn't the police officer, then you're never going to stop this. No, that is such a valid point, Joe. And actually, I think you made a bunch of valid points there. The first one I absolutely want to touch upon is uh, everything you said about sort of policing, halfway houses, things like that. You know, there's a great couple of books. Um, one's called Dreamland. The other's called uh, The Least of Us. And the name of the author escapes me right now. Um, but he really dug into the trend, um, sort of starting when the Sackler family started pushing OxyContin through Purdue Pharma and um, all the way up to like present day, right? Well, where that has translated into the fentanyl crisis, that's translated into what we're seeing at the border. And one of the things that um, the author, Sam Quinones, that's his name, the one thing that he found throughout all of these different sort of massive just spates and trends within social decline, were when you have Republican judges and Christian groups, what you actually have is carrot and stick systems where it's, hey, you keep committing crimes because you are addicted to drugs. Um, if You're going to prison, but within prison, you can go through a system where you basically get rehabilitated to the point where if you do well through this system, we will remove your gang tattoos. We will get you through high school or, you know, get your kids back. Anything that you need, but you have to show that you are doing the work and you are reforming as a citizen. So what we should have done, Joe, is years ago instituted those kinds of policies as a norm. And a lot of them are funded by Christian charities because, by, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. These things work. Recidivism rates plummet when you have a, you know, a firm and a soft hand that, you know, kind of coaxes someone along. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And that sort of, I think, plays into the lack of parenting that we've experienced. And never in my life did I ever think that I would want the state to step in and be that parent. But now we have people committing crimes that aren't pushed because they're heavily addicted to drugs and need to commit crimes in order to fund that habit. People are committing crimes because they know that they can get away with it and because they are bad people. And I'm sorry, but if you commit, I, I, I am a full supporter of three strike. I think we should bring it back, but I think we should bring it back with the recidivism or yeah. like rehabilitation clause. There is no reason this doesn't work and it saves money over time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But see, here's the problem. They're playing the race game. They're saying that we're institutionalizing an improportionate or disproportionate number of black or brown or whatever we're calling people today. Um, and we're doing that because racism. When when you respond with, yeah, but did they commit the crimes? The answer, the answer might be yes, but we're ignoring the crimes when white people do it, which is not true. So we have to get past that. People will will react. A reflex action will be, I'm not a racist. I've got black friends. And, and, and then we never really talk about what the issue is. The problem is, in the north side and south side of Chicago, you've got a bunch of young black people that are killing each other every weekend. 30, 40, 50, 60 people shot every weekend. Dozens die every weekend. If you dare bring up, let's do something to stop this, you're called a racist. So how do we, how do we circumvent that? I think at this point, we just have to sort of point fingers because I think you're right, Joe. Like it's it's demographic specific to location. So, you know, what I saw in California was a demographic of mixed race drug users 
um, gang members from uh, sort of predominantly, I would say, like Mexican, Salvadoran, like origin cartel right. type gangs. Um, so you sort of have that sort of normalized there. And obviously, if you say that you're a racist, even though, like, I don't understand how you can be a racist if you're, you know, pointing a finger and calling out something that's like clearly happening, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, in like Chicago and in, I mean, God, there are like, I mean, in so many different cities, it is like specific to, well, I don't, I don't actually know what happened in Chicago as far as like this weekend, because when I saw videos again, it seemed like very mixed. I know that whenever I've seen pictures of Antifa, it's just like a slew of the ugliest white people you yes. could ever imagine. I and, mean, and they're, and they're, and they're like, all privileged. They're all privileged. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they've all got like I used to have like crazy colored hair because I was sick of people approaching me after I did this like huge like. I, I went like mini viral in real life, not online yeah. in LA years ago. And I used to, I hate when people come up to me and say like, Oh, I recognize you from such and such a place. Cause I never feel like I'm too Welsh. I don't feel like good enough for anyone. <laughs> so I used to dye my hair like crazy colors, right? Yeah. Some people wouldn't recognize me, but then you see like the Antifa people and it's just like, Oh, that is literally what you chose to do. And you still, it turned out looking like that. I right. mean, that is just disgusting, let alone all the other crazy stuff that you've been on. Um, and I mean, you know, we've got just as many people, like how many crimes was it? I think last December, I read it was like there had been 75 attacks on um, pro, not even just like pro-life, but like sort of pro-care centers, yeah. like pregnancy centers, crisis centers. None of that was investigated. And that came or a lot of them uh, was sort of the, the attacks were claimed by a group called like Jane's Revenge. And again, I've seen pictures. It's a very diverse group of people. But yeah, when you have like inter-gang warfare anywhere, anywhere pretty much, it does fall into specific racial groups. So we do need to be policing gangs um, regardless of the color of their skin. And to be honest with you, I don't know how we get over the hurdle necessarily of, you know, everything's racist other than voting in politicians who will not stand for that. Right. Like it's not racist to put someone in prison who has been found guilty of a crime. That's, and that's it. That's it. That's the sentence. It's not racist to put somebody who's guilty in prison. It's, it's just not. I don't care what happened 400 years ago. I don't care what happened 150 years ago. None of that matters when you're stealing all the condoms and there's a video of them stealing all the condoms out of this, uh, this convenience store. There's nothing, there's nothing about racism in this kid's head who goes, man, because of slavery, I deserve this stuff. No, he, yeah. he just thinks he deserves this stuff because yeah. society has said you can do it. It's, it's case Smythe. Go to casemythe.com. Check it out on the daily caller. Um, great articles every single day. Also on Newsmax TV, very quickly, get your boy Morgan Wallen in here. What's going on with Morgan? <laughs> one of my like every day i try to write something about like morgan wallet yes. or like yellowstone this is my like moment of hope for the day so i've got a bunch of cool stories about morgan wallen since you never let me talk about him firstly he's the number one country uh music artist like broken a slew of historical records that have been held some of them for like 40 years um he also just today announced um and i'm not even sure if i was allowed to like talk about it but i did anyway um, he announced a huge brand partnership, one of his first brand partnerships since he was almost canceled in 2021. And Joe, this is the thing, right? We always say this, right? Whenever we do the show, there is always a glimmer of hope. 
And so where what I see in terms of Morgan Wallen being one of the top selling country music artists and like everyone I know can't like they might not like him, but you can't deny he's got great music. Yeah. But what I see in the support of him is young Americans, actually all Americans, just sort of turning around and saying, I don't really care what the mainstream media tells me to think, do or act like I like this guy. Y'all might not like him, but right. he apologized for what he did. He learned from what he did. And he's a pretty great musician because amongst this chaos, there is an awakening happening. And I think that Christians across the country know it. We feel it. And I'm not saying that Morgan Wallen and his success is necessarily part of this great awakening. But I think what it tells is the story of reaction against what we're being told to think and feel. And that's where I find the hope in all of this. So thank you for letting me talk about Morgan Wallen. You know, at, at some point, I've got to get him on the program. I've, I've got to get him to say a message to you. I think that you would freak out if that happened. Uh, I, and again, I've heard a couple of his songs. He sounds fine. I don't care what he was caught on tape saying, whatever he said it, whatever. Um, but I do know this. When I'm floating around Instagram and, and I'm looking at it, reels, there's a kid that will walk up to a pretty girl and say, hey, can I sing a song? And he's got a guitar on him. I don't know if you've seen this kid. I can't think of his name. Um, but he walks up it, it just in any scenario. She's on. She's studying. She's on the phone. She's uh, eating a burger. And he'll just walk up with a guitar. Hey, can I sing you a song? And uh, who, who are you listening to right now? Nine out of ten times is Morgan Wallen, and he's playing a Morgan Wallen song for the girl. So I know that he, at least in your generation, maybe even younger, is yeah. um, is huge. And I don't think they care. I think that they know that people are, are not perfect. I think they know that people make mistakes. And I think that uh, they gave him a pass because they like the guy. He, he They relate to the guy. And his music is good. And, and that's all you really need. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's what this all comes down to. And... You know, I think if Americans realize that they have that much power to stand up and say, I don't actually like the thing that you're doing, so we're not going to let you do it anymore. Or I really like the thing that you're doing, so let's do it more. Like, we wouldn't be in this state. I don't know why we've been lulled into this idea that we can't take responsibility for the things that are happening to us. And I do. I urge everyone to go and sign up for Million Voices and tell every single... There are seven, more than 7,000 people elected into government every single like oh, like every single election cycle Crazy. it's not just the people up in dc it's not just the people in the white house there are people literally down the road from you who depend on your vote and if you sign up to this site they will tell these people every single month this is what you have to do yes. in order to keep getting votes i and love if it you don't do it then you ain't gonna get them it's that simple there you go it's k smith i appreciate you k dailycaller.com k smith.com we'll talk again next week thank you k Thank you, Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A 
Always appreciate Kay coming on. Remember, we had uh, John Rich in Hour 2 about Bud Light and that controversy. Make sure you check out Rumble tonight. Both videos will be up there. Let's do some popcorn. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's happening, brother? So would you pay to see Mike Tyson fight again? Maybe. I mean, he's kind of old now. Right. Uh, I guess he was being interviewed, and he says that he's not 100% done. He, he'd consider it, I guess, if the, the money was right. Wow. Um, and the two people that they mentioned, I guess, Roy Jones Jr., who, which he fought in 2020. Right. And Evander Holyfield. Uh, the Holyfield fight would be a draw. I don't think the other one would be again. Yeah. All right, bro. Good stuff. Appreciate you, Polo. Appreciate you, Monica. That she's in for Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pag Show.